Once again, welcome to Loud and Clear on this. It is the third episode of the second season of the Lerma podcast. It's a podcast created for people who give a shit about advertising. And what a week this is. In America, the country is just starting to take extreme measures as the coronavirus COVID-19 is starting to be felt closer and closer to our communities, our neighborhoods and work. And ad agencies are not excluded from this. But first, let me introduce you to our special guest. Um, today, we welcome Christopher Farrell, who is the principal and digital and social strategy at the Richards Group. He currently leads a group of bright digital and social strategies that make up the digital practice out of Dallas, Texas, and a group who us folks at Lerma collaborate hand-in-hand -hand delivering first-class digital campaigns and experiences. Chris has been a speaker at South by Southwest several times, which now, as we all know, has been canceled. Uh, he's originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, is that right, Chris? <laughs> That's right, yeah. If I understand correctly, that is the place where one of the first tests and trials took place to evaluate the safety and effectiveness of the antiviral drug Remdesivir, I hope I said that right, in adults diagnosed with coronavirus. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Um, his or your digital experience precedes you, you know, uh, and I can tell you firsthand that Chris is able to put his creative mind to work on digital user journeys and interfaces with the objective to tell simple brand stories on behalf of the brands he represents. So coming on topic, Chris, what a week, no? What a, what a few couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, at least. Yeah. Last, last we spoke uh, about Loud and Clear, we were talking about bringing back some of the yearly digital trends we've been doing since I believe it was 2012 and see how they're doing, kind of looking, looking forward and see, and see what, if, if they've come true or not, but seems that Destiny had other plans for us today. So let's talk COVID-19. Uh, we were talking earlier um, as we were planning this that as professional communicators and uh, allegedly, you know, people in advertising who are experts at persuading and building bridges between brands and consumers, um, what is our role, right? Um, I feel and I know that you feel we should play a, a big role here. Um, and we're talking maybe education. Um, you know, Chris, you were talking yesterday that within all this, you put the context of loss of life, loss of wages. Classrooms are empty. Um, what are you thinking the role of an ad agency should be? How can we help as, as an ad agency at the Richard Group and at Lerma? Um, what are your yeah, thoughts there? It, it's a really good question. I, I think it's important that we can't forget that this is first and foremost a, a human strategy. tragedy. Um, you know, as, as we talked about yesterday, we're, we're talking about loss of lives um, day-to-day -day disrupted loss of wages, um, loss of classroom learning opportunities, uh, lost yeah. opportunities to connect with loved ones. I mean, this is, um, a, a tragedy at a, at a scale that I certainly have never seen in my lifetime. And, and I think while we can try to draw parallels to other events, this is pretty, uh, unprecedented. And, um, I, I think that's kind of the, the first and always should be the, 
opening discussion point to frame anything, especially before we get into the right way to approach marketing and, and advertising in this environment. Um, you know, what struck me a, a couple days ago, um, I was uh, in a, a meeting with our, our founder, Stan Richards, and um, several folks on the Creative Council. And uh, the the dynamic of the meeting shifted in a big way when um, when Stan just talked about how, you know, a lot of the work that we're looking at today was created weeks ago. And the world is a very different place than it was just a couple of weeks ago. And so that alone just, I think, changes um, a lot of the the ways that we have to think and look about any of our plans that might have been in place before um, the last couple of weeks have, have unfolded. And, and I think there's kind of this uh, point in time where regardless of how big you are, how small you are as a brand, um, regardless of what industry you're in, uh, and really regardless of what part of the world you operate from, this is a moment in time to um, really take a, a, a really big step back and, and have a big picture yeah. look at everything that you're about to kind of uh, decide and, and uh, put into the marketplace. I know what's been top of our mind is just simply helping our clients answer, uh, what do we do now? But yeah, you were, you were saying take a step back, um, kind of rethink what are the plans for the brands that we've been doing. We normally do yearly plan for marketing and kind of like set up a pipeline of activities for all our brands. And now with the speed of how this has been developed, um, we have to sit down and rethink that and, and be consultants for our clients in a way to see what's the best way to approach this. Yeah, I think there is a common thread uh, between a lot of our clients where they're, they're just trying to make some big decisions that are frankly bigger than advertising. Um, and so a lot of what we've found most helpful to be a good partner to our clients is simply helping them take a, a pretty 100,000 foot view um, across everything that's currently planned to what they're um, thinking about doing next to how they communicate that to make sure that it's clear that they're taking steps to ensure the, the safety and, and health of their employees, of their customers. Um, if they do have physical locations, um, what decisions are being made there in terms of, uh, depending on the industry, closures to um, certain uh, safety measures um, and, and even uh, trying to figure out maybe alternate ways of, of do, doing business. Um, and so there's a lot of just things, frankly, bigger than marketing advertising that um, we can at least help them navigate before we start to talk about the best way to communicate that um, in whatever channel is, is most appropriate. Yeah. Uh, you know, within this speed, if we, if we go back a little bit in a very condensed timeline, December, 2019 in Wuhan, China, the first death was January 9th. The, by February 26th, uh, it was already here in the United States with the first death, I believe it was in California on February 29th. And then on March 11th, the world health organization declared the pandemic. Um, it, it's something that it, it was hard to plan. We were starting to talk about it. Um, we think it's definitely bigger than marketing. There's there's bigger things that need to be addressed. Um, but it also makes you think what the role to kind of uni unify or, or, or come united to 
to address this, um, uh, what's the best way of doing it, right? Like you, you also would think that one of the ways to address it is how do we continue um, uh, our lifestyle? Because one thing is to go home and social distancing and, uh, you know, do all the recommendations. But uh, under these circumstances, also what roles do brands play and what roles do agencies play to make that happen and to make consumers uh, and brands uh, make life continue, right? And, and go on uh, because we still have to wake up in the morning. We still have to uh, eat. We still have to find some sort of entertainment. Uh, and there's some platforms and brands that are doing something about it, right? Uh, Facebook, I think we had a call with them yesterday. We were both on a call with them and they had some ideas on, on how to help. Yeah, I think they're promising $100 million in the form of a grant to small businesses. Yeah. You know, human beings by nature are resilient, but the role of, or the role that, you know, you and I as digital strategists uh, at Lerma and the Richards Group, I don't know, just think something as simple as uh, Cinco de Mayo that's coming up uh, here in we're starting to think what, what what does a party look like on Facebook uh, with all this social distancing and what could our brands to have a role, right? To have a positive role with families and 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 within social outcomes. So, um, where do you see that going? Uh, I think that's at Lerma. That's that's the way we're thinking, right? Like what what role could technology have not only on our day to day interactions as we work, but uh, with actual brand experiences and consumers connecting in a way that's safe for them. The thought that technology can maybe um, help to fill that social connection need that, that we all have. Um, and now I saw uh, just yesterday that the New York Times is uh, putting together what they call a work from home power hour, um, sort of a digital mm-hmm. event series uh, that is taking place and inviting people across the industry to kind of get together um, and I, I could certainly see a lot more things like that start to um, play a prominent role in our day to day. You know, I, I don't think it will uh, both emotionally or, or even from a physiological standpoint, fill the need that real person to person in real life interaction um, and the benefits that that can do for us. However, in the in the short term, um, as, as people are, are taking recommendations uh, seriously from the CDC and the World Health Organization, um, as, as they should, you know, trying to figure out how you might be able to, to connect with one another uh, through uh, remote means. Um, so I, I think we'll see an uptick in a lot of novel ways of, of using uh, everything from video conferencing to live social um, events and yep. Q&As. I'm really fascinated how the entertainment world sort of adapts to this in the short term as live events start to become um, obviously canceled in a lot of places. Uh, you know, we have a lot of really talented artists, um, perhaps sitting at home when, when they were planning to be on tour and, you know, holding virtual concerts and things like that are a really interesting idea that, that might help people, um, cope or at least take their mind off of, um, the the gravity of, of what's happening in this pandemic across the world for a few minutes, um, to escape throughout the day. And again, that's, that's, you know, uh, more than thinking it that it's self-serving, it also adds to the social good, right? Like if, 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 if you were going to say, let's do a, a video conference party, uh, you know, 
with <laughs> with micheladas or 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 with, with Dr. Pepper, it, 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 it's, it's it, more than, than feeling self-serving. It's like, hey, life has to go on. Uh, there's ways of approaching this under these times and doing it responsibly. And us as agencies, perhaps, you know, trying to, in this conversation, trying to pinpoint what our role is, is perhaps is encouraging this and, and kind of making it happen. Trying to, um, it's, it's, it's tough to predict exactly how things will unfold in the exact timeline, but you know, I could, I could naturally see messaging shifting from where it's rightfully starting, which is how and our business is doing to um, ensure the the health and safety of their employees and customers and communities that they serve. And so we're seeing a lot of um, really good transparent messages um, and, and a really beautiful way of using the social aspect of social media um, as a platform to communicate everything as simple as like how store hours are impacted, um, but even bigger than that, um, steps that they're taking to make sure that um, if they are still open, um, how employees are being uh, protected and, and um, certainly how the customers that interact with the business are, are doing so. Um, because, you know, certain uh, industries like grocery stores uh, are, are open with very good reason and, and need to provide household goods and supplies um, as people have a lot more time at home and a lot more uh, probably opportunities to cook at home and, and spend time yeah. um, with uh, immediate roommates and family members. Um, so I, I think there's a natural first step there. But that second step, as we start to figure out sort of a work from home lifestyle or, or for those that are still um, going into work, but in a little bit different of a capacity um, or at least a different behavior, um, I think brands will perhaps have an opportunity to help make little moments in the day um, a little bit brighter. And even if that's just a, a means of entertainment yeah. for a couple of minutes, I, I think there is still very much a, you know, a role and, and certainly have to do it uh, mindful of the context and uh, make sure that it's appropriate. Um, but, but I do think people will be looking to social media for, um, you know, uh, a little bit of an escape. Yeah. Um, Aldo, Aldo Quevedo, who's the principal creative director, you know, we were talking all these sports events canceling, um, and, and just, you know, Mark Cuban, <laughs> the speech that he gave that night when he found out that the NBA had, uh, you know, that was basically the last game of the NBA. Um, um, the role of things like, Esports, right, and and how that that could potentially, uh, you know, play into the because you know your mind needs to be also entertained and and fueled by entertainment and and, and you, you cannot just be confined into a, a moment and how sponsors perhaps will take some interest in 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 you know in life moving and life going so. Esports, I think, is going to have a a big role in this as well. Yeah, you know, gaming. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be um, both the amateur and um, budding professional uh, gamer that has a perhaps uh, a little bit bigger of a light from a lot of uh, platforms. Like I'll, I'll use Facebook as, as an example. I know Facebook, Facebook Watch had a lot of plans to yeah. um, live broadcast everything from MLB games to um, several other sporting events. And now those live events 
are kind of open. And I, I, I think other events that are still occurring, um, you know, esports is, is one that obviously has a little bit of an easier time being streamed uh, with people in remote locations and um, people being able to tune in and watch that. So, so I could see an uptick um, in, in esports in a big way. Um, you know, I think a lot of brands that maybe have just started to dip their toes in that water could have an opportunity to take a little bit bigger of a plunge. Um, and I, I think as that space is exciting and the advertising opportunities continue to grow and sponsorship opportunities um, continue to evolve, uh, yeah, this could be a moment in time where uh, esports takes a little bit even bigger of a picture. It's already a huge, huge thing, um, but it might become even more prominent uh, across uh, the globe, really. Yeah, well, no, definitely. I think that's that's a good point to think about. Um, and you know, uh, you know, going back, something that struck me, you know, when Mark Cuban again, kind of like using it as a bridge of conversation from sports to what we need to do, and something you touched earlier in the podcast is, you know, one of his biggest concerns was, you know, his committed staff that it's hourly on an hourly basis. You know what does that mean to them, and how do how do you sustain um, that uh, workforce during this couple of hopefully just a couple of, of, of weeks? Um, how businesses have to pivot, right? Like you mm -hmm. talked about external changes and brands, but uh, one of the biggest things that, that that you just mentioned is is you know bigger than marketing, <laughs> all these internal changes. You you have Virgin Airlines saying that. There's going to be an eight weeks of unpaid leave, um, fast food restaurants changing their model to, you know, in, 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 in restaurant or in sitting restaurants to just drive through, um, things like that. You know, what do you think at the end of the day would be the role of agencies at both a local level? I see like, if you ask me, I see a big role of agencies playing in the, in the level of education of making people mm -hmm. conscious. Um, but also in, in trying to pivot or reframe the business model to keep, to keep moving, right. You cannot stop. It, yeah. It's, a, it's a opportunity, I think for us to perhaps bring light to, um, areas of impact that maybe aren't the, first thing that everyone is thinking of, um, as this pandemic unfolds, I mean, certainly first and foremost, uh, the, the lives at risk or, or being lost is the very first yeah. thing to concentrate on. Um, but there's other areas of impact that uh, to me are, are heartbreaking that perhaps ad agencies can simply find the right ways to bring light to So for example, um, my, wife works for a school system in, in Texas and, uh, them like many other schools are closed indefinitely for certainly the remainder of the school year, um, perhaps longer. And, you know, your first thought as kids are now at home is the lost opportunities to learn in the classroom. Um, but talking with a couple other digital strategists, um, as well as my, my wife about, how schools are so much more than just a learning environment for a lot of kids, especially kids in vulnerable populations. Um, so all of a sudden you have um, a uh, area of safety, of emotional support, um, the ability to provide food and not Lunches, just lunch, yeah. but yeah, breakfast and dinner 
Um, and so, you, you know, you have some really, uh, unfortunate, um, kind of ripple effects happening because of that. And then it's going to be exacerbated by the fact that an hourly, um, earning employee might not have as many hours or, or might to some decisions of businesses not have any opportunity to earn uh, a wage for the next few weeks. And so you have, I think, um, some populations that were already vulnerable that all of a sudden now um, have a lot of headwinds that they're faced with. And, uh, you know, my, my heart breaks for them. And, and you know, certainly uh, from where we sit in an advertising agency, there, there isn't a ton that we can do beyond just trying to bring awareness to that. Um, but then perhaps kind of back to the pay it forward idea, I would love to see a brand who is um, perhaps seeing an uptick in sales, put a little bit of that revenue towards um, some of these areas that um, like the students that might be um, now in greater risk um, because of the lack of being able to um, go to school each day, seeing some sort of efforts given to them. And I, I think that's beyond just a, a nice gesture in philanthropy. I think that's a little bit, um, like I said earlier, kind of a pay it forward mentality that I, I think brands, if it feels right to them, there, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for that. And that's just one area. There's, there's other systemic that. problems that yeah. are being exposed right now that, um, you know, again, all we can do is start to start the conversation and see if there was ways that brands can help. But, um, but yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of, uh, hopefully, um, good, uh, opportunity for goodwill, certainly, but, uh, more importantly to make a, a real true impact on some individuals lives that are being, um, impacted in a big way right now. Yeah, no, but I mean, as I hear you speaking, Chris, um, I can't help to think of one of the biggest things is creating awareness, but, um, as I hear you say this, uh, I, I can't help to think of the difference between the Western world and the China approach, which was a little bit more authoritarian towards the problem. Um, obviously, from everything I read today, um, China's uh, it, it's a lot in a better place than they were a few weeks ago. But on the Western world, you know, where our system... Uh, it's, it's not well looked upon to take such an approach. I think things like awareness play a huge role, right? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's up to each of us with the, with the freedom that we each have to make the right decision, uh, not only for us and our family, but for our neighbors and, and the community we live in. Um, and that's where I think perhaps agencies like ours could play a tremendous role of persuasion, right? Like the, the, the idea of, 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 of persuading people and educating and informing um, in, in a plan, it plays a, a, a bigger role than in, in, in countries like China, for example. Yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, I think looking at the different scenarios that have, have played out, I know McKinsey has done a pretty good, uh, analysis and has provided some commentary um, by people much smarter than me, so I won't I won't try to do it justice. But but I, I know that they are seeing obviously differences in the approach that um, China has taken, uh, the approach that South Korea has taken, and then what they're seeing unfold in uh, places like Italy, 
um, and certainly here in the U.S. And they're all uh, in a little bit different uh, areas of, um, I guess, challenges. Mindset. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that those areas will, I think, kind of bring different consumer expectations around what is and isn't appropriate for brands to communicate. So kind of back to the original question of what um, role advertising agencies could possibly play in this. You know, I have a hard time believing that anyone's going to want to see direct information about um, the coronavirus in terms of updates or CDC information provided by a brand. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just not, you know, it's not appropriate unless you're a brand in the healthcare space that perhaps has some experts that can weigh in on the topic. Um, so if you can't provide an expertise angle, um, you know, I don't think there'll be much receptivity to that. Our brand planning team has put together a really wonderful, um, newsletter on, uh, the coronavirus and, and trying to give our internal teams, uh, frequent updates on that. And I know, um, great information at, there. Yeah. Some really, really awesome stuff and some different surveys that are being conducted across the globe, just about consumer expectations and receptivity towards certain, um, actions taken by by brands and and what they're expecting to see and we're seeing that play out that there isn't a lot of receptivity towards your grocery store telling you about the coronavirus. However, um, very appropriate for a grocery store to tell you the steps that they're taking to ensure their employees' health and safety as well as the customers' health and safety. So whether that be um, everything from store hours and, um, times where you might be able to come in where it's less crowded to, um, be able to, you know, do curbside delivery, uh, and pick up and, you know, grocery delivery to your home address. Like we'll see, um, that type of information be, be super relevant, um, to kind of communicate and share out. And then kind of to your, um, second point about bringing awareness, um, to other aspects. I think a brand can, where it's appropriate, um, talk about, uh, you know, if it's a, uh, everything from making sure that when you get their product home, um, how to uh, properly clean it or how to prepare it. Um, yeah. and so I think there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, also lessons learned that we can take, um, that we've seen unfold in, in China. I know, for example, based on uptick in food delivery, um, much like we're seeing here in the U.S. Um, but what was surprising is that I think consumer confidence in China started to um, become less and less in terms of fear that the uh, businesses and the employees that were preparing the food um, might increase their chances of exposure. And so there was a shift to things like grocery delivery instead of fast food delivery to the home. Um, so mm-hmm. that people could cook at home more. And so I think we'll see some of those things um, be very much in common, despite there being differences in the government approach um, between places like China and South Korea and Italy and the, and the U.S. But yeah, it, the timeline in which that stuff unfolds, I think even the experts are are just taking their best educated guess. Um, I think we have a, each day there's new stuff that unfolds. Right. It's, it, we're talking days, right? Today, you know, what, what we're talking about tomorrow might be very different. Um, well, yeah, I mean, um, the campaigns that are popping up, um, we talked, uh, you know, Spain came up with Parar Para Seguir, which is stop to continue. Uh, we have the hashtag stay home, working from home. 
Uh, I know Viacom and Ad Council came up with a, you know, I saw it in Ad Week yesterday, Alone Together. Uh, mm-hmm. In Mexico, we have uh, a group of ad agencies um, with Yo in Casa, me at home. Um, so, it, you know, the role of creating conscious is happening. I think there's, there's, there's two ways of thinking it. One is um, the role of agencies as brand themselves, and then what can um, what can the brands that we have the fortune of working for um, what's going to be their role and their approach because they they play a very important role in consumers' lives as we all know um, so it's a good conversation to have and and I don't know Chris I think uh, it might be worth uh, uh, if possible retaking this conversation in a couple of days and and uh, depending on how things unfold the solutions that we're thinking. Uh, within our agencies, um, uh, you know, that planning document that you talked about has wonderful information and kind of educates our clients on on on, on data and what's happening and what's the best approach as we're trying to figure this out. Um, it might be worth to have you as a guest again. Uh, I I truly enjoy talking to you and, and your thinking and, and your leadership in this, in this last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, give me the opportunity to uh, join. I think um, there's a lot of really big decisions kind of yet to come, and I, I'd be more than happy to continue the conversation in a couple of days. Um, I, I, I hope that brands um, make sure that they're not being opportunistic in this um, in the wrong right. way. Um, that's my my biggest, I think, direct recommendation of. Um, of how we can kind of approach this is that this is a, a very uh, real, impactful, unprecedented uh, tragedy. And, and, and it, as I kind of open it, I think that's that's the most important thing to keep in mind. And it's, it's something that, especially as we start to get into the day-to-day of making uh, content calendars and social media responses and things like that, we just can't lose sight of that. The, the brands that keep that top of mind for longer, I think the brands that are actually going to um, be... Uh, sincere and and actually um, do do some some good um, in in spite of all this bad that's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great recommendation to approach this coming from a transparent and a, a good way. Um, I think you cannot go wrong with that, right? Like, I think um, as we sit down with our clients and having that first line on the brief or whatever document or plan we're putting together. I think if, if that's your North Star, uh, you're going to end up in a good place because ultimately you're going to see how your brand, and again, being consumer packaged good or your brand as an ad agency or a bank or, you know, we have or healthcare system, which yeah. we have all of those accounts within our portfolio, um, is going to end up coming with work that adds and helps um the community right and um allows to see what from from their point of view what value they can add uh to to make lives better which is ultimately why a lot of these brands are created for yeah um, i agree 100 percent well chris i really appreciate the time i know you are super busy these days um uh, let's talk about doing a follow-up on this. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you and having you as a guest and loud and clear. Um, is there any closing, um, remarks you would want to make? 
Uh, maybe on a personal note, you know, it's been a couple of days away from uh, seeing a lot of the amazing, smart, talented, uh, bright people that I get to work with each day. So if, if they're listening, just giving them a, a hello and we're, we're thinking about your um, health and, and safety <laughs> is um, making the best of, of the work from home that I know so many of us are, are doing right now. So uh, just simply a, a high hello and uh, we'll see you on the, the video conferences soon. A lot of video conferences. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so Chris, uh, this has yeah. been, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, just going to say thank you for, for having me. This is, this has been uh, a, a lot of, good discussion and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh, no, truly a pleasure. We appreciate you, you being on the show. Um, this has been uh, loud and clear. Um, again, the, the podcast for people who care, you know, we, we use the people who give a shit about advertising, but really what it means is just for people who care. I think uh, Pete Lerma, uh, our principal at the agency is, is somebody that, that lives that way. Uh, and, and part of this is trying to figure out how, how do we approach a problem that's affecting us all. Uh, you can listen to Loud and Clear on Spotify, um, um, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, or any way you would like to listen to your podcast. Chris, is there any, any place where people can follow you on social media that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, sure. Uh, at Chris Farrell on Twitter um, and same on Instagram. Um, so yeah, give, give me a shout out. Be happy to, uh, answer any, uh, mentions or, or, or direct messages. So uh, feel free to reach out to me there. We'll keep the conversation going. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been loud and clear until next time. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Francisco. Bye.